0: Maria Pepe Bonga Muffin there, giving us uh, the very latest in in what is happening in Nigeria. I said we're going to try and get hold of Samson Omali, who's a multimedia broadcast journalist there. He's he's joining now on the line. Samson, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon.
1: Yeah, very good afternoon to you, Tuna. Hello.
0: Welcome. Um, nice talking with you. Lovely talking to you, Samson. I just want an update on what is happening in Nigeria. Um, a, a few years ago, it made big, big headlines that uh, girls were kidnapped in Nigeria by Boko Haram. we have hearing very little of that kind of uh, outcry coming through with the very recent kidnappings of, of young, young children in, in, in the north of Nigeria recently. What's an update there?
1: Yeah, now um, it, it appears now that um, um, abductions and kidnapping of children from secondary school has become um, something that's almost uh, a common occurrence now in Nigeria, especially in the northeast, where in the northeastern part of Nigeria, where Boko Haram um, has been carrying residents around that area in the last um, decade or, or so. Um, and that has also moved slightly up now towards. Uh, Nigerian authorities are calling banditry uh, in the northwestern part of the country where um, bandits could invade a certain village, um, kill, maim, uh, destroy houses, set those houses ablaze and of course they'll move with people. So um, the latest of course is the, the 344 school boys were kidnapped mm. from government science secondary school in Kankara. Um, even though they were released but there are several of of abductions has happened that uh, either goes unreported um, or uh, underreported as it were. Most people don't, it doesn't really make it that name. Those series of abductions and kidnappings come certainly become everyday occurrence now, especially in the North Eastern part. Oh, sorry, yeah, in the north and north western parts of
0: Nigeria, so, Samson. What's up behind the not reporting? I mean, it, it's quite horrifying, and I'm, I would imagine that the nation would be horrified by this. What? Why are we not reporting more on this?
1: So there are a whole lot of things uh, that, are, that are connected. I mean, there's, there's, there's also accessibility to some of these areas, which is um, which is which is. Um, the topography is a little bit um, difficult, mm-hmm. and aside from that, these areas also have literally been cut off through the insurgency and terrorist um, activities uh, starting in these villages and all of that, which are most times scattered and isolated. Mm-hmm. So they don't really have reporters, you know, having quick access to these places. And when they go it's also uh, uh, it's pretty much not safe because you don't you don't get any. Phone. Cover, uh, you know, and all of that, and sometimes also it's also very difficult for it to be embedded with uh, the army or armed forces is who are, uh, are providing security in this area. So this is some of the things that, that that is responsible. So a lot of the times, supporters have to wait sometimes 24 hours to hours after this incident happened for them to get uh, to have an update um, from second or third party So, um, I would and all of that. So those are some of the themes that surrounding the underreporting reporting of these incidents in these areas. Mm. But I would like you to say a little bit better because it's appears that for us as journalists we've been able to some form of network around those areas with non-governmental organizations uh, like Red Cross and all of that. But what has happened for instance in the last day and the last 19 days is that these attacks have become very frequent Mm. Sometimes you can have three, four such sort of attacks happening. In the like So even trying to keep track of them in the different places you know, because of very difficult. You know, Nigeria is quite large. Mm. You know, uh, two hundred million people in this country, and with the large land masses we have in some of these areas, uh, these activities happening as. As we, as, we, as we do, it's really difficult to track all of them at, at, at the same time.
0: To what extent do the citizens of Nigeria have faith that the government will eventually get hold of this uh, situation and, and really arrest it?
1: Uh, no, um, for if I get your question rightly, I mean, for Nigerians, that are becoming very discontent. They are getting angry right now particularly with the president, with Mohamed Abouai, who did promise that when he, when he was campaigning that he elected, one of the major, major points on his agenda, which he, he around during his campaign, was the fact that he wants to um, restore a mm. bit of security and deal with the insecurities that was happening around the whole country. But unfortunately, he has like um, a lot of pretty uh, come on! No, just not just in there are Nigerians are saying, "Look, they are no longer safe." Now it's Christmas period, and it's not even going to travel by road because you don't, you can, you are not sure that you leave point A going to point B, you will arrive at point B location without being abducted or kidnapped on the road. So in mm. this Christmas period, a New Year celebration, a lot of Nigerians are not traveling because again, they're thinking It's not guaranteed; it's not assured. So for the citizens, you know, they are becoming worried because a lot of them and as I said, these abductions take place and literally I can tell you that literally no one is arrested. Hmm. Samson, Samson last, let me a lot of them in the last couple of weeks have been literally brought to justice, sued or prosecuted and said, Look, you committed this crime and you're gonna fit the law there.
0: It's it's not a great line, so I'm going to ask you to be quite quick with this one. But I just want a quick update on how Nigeria is managing with the COVID-19. We know that you also have your own uh, a variant there that is troubling the citizens there.
1: Yeah, we, we, we we're getting close to over 900,000 um, testing that has been done. And the numbers are increasing as it is. Yesterday, we had, we had 860 cases. Of COVID 19 infection, new confirmed cases, Uh, is involving around that number in the last one week. But quickly to tell you, I hope you can tell me the Nigerian Civil Aviation Authority has vowed to fine airlines about $3,500 for each passenger that refuses to adhere to the new travel protocols (laughs) announced by the Presidential Tax Force in COVID 19. And the two countries being targeted are South Africa and the UK. Um, as it is, uh, because of the new variant of COVID-19, so they are directing having the sign from the United Kingdom and South Africa to present a pre-departure permit uh, and a negative COVID-19 PCR test result, well, mm. which should be done within nine, 96 hours before boarding. Failure so to do this, airlines may be sanctioned and passengers may likely be be the acts to uh, or be deported back to their point of um, of of of. of so that, that's the latest of the coming now uh, from the um, authorities. Are involved in managing covid-19 cases
0: in Nigeria. We're going to have to leave it at the line is not great but always a pleasure talking to you Samson Samson Omale is a multimedia broadcast journalist in Nigeria. We just wanted an update on what is happening in Nigeria there uh, they also have uh, seen a new variant in the coronavirus and they're dealing with that and I was just concerned about the kidnappings the recent kidnappings of of children in in uh, in the northern part of Nigeria by Boko Haram and, and very little of that is coming through. And also just very little rage coming through as well. So that obviously is a story that we need to keep an eye on.